0: Before you go any further, look below and click the subscribe button. Hello, everyone. This is Melissa Embers with Savvy the Business Podcast. Thank you for joining and uh, as always, we love to bring information to you, value to you, and just let you know some of the things that can help you in your journey, in your career, your business, and just sometimes even just your everyday life. So today we have Kelly Parker on with us, and she is amazing at storytelling. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, Because online, you always hear about people saying, share your story, you know, tell a story. And some of us just don't know What story to share? We don't know how to even get started. So I'm bringing you this information today. So hopefully it will help you and you can start doing all of your storytelling and get the notice that you want. So to start out with, we're gonna read a little bit of Kelly's bio uh, to give you a little bit about who she is. Kelly Parker empowers brands to turn followers into devoted fans with the power of storytelling. Her consulting firm teaches marketing teams and corporate professionals how to create memorable messages that effectively communicate the unique value of their products and company. A marketing professional trained at global enterprises such as Sherwin-Williams, American Greetings, Kelly believes that a simple, well-told story can raise profits, reshape culture, and revive a brand's reputation. A sought after keynote speaker for more than 15 years, Kelly's trainings mix motivation with instruction and offer streamlined systems and frameworks that equip attendees to quickly apply the techniques they learn. Kelly hosts the Business Storytelling Made Simple podcast where she teaches the easy way to create and convey unforgettable stories. A wife, a mom of three, Kelly enjoys Netflix binges and some good old peace and quiet in her free time, along with a good book. So, Kelly, thank you for uh, coming on and uh, sharing yourself and your uh, stories with us today.
1: Thank you for having me, Melissa. Such a treat to get to chat with you.
0: Absolutely. So tell us, one, how did you get into storytelling and what? You know, happen through your journeys for you to really realize, like, oh, wait, this is something great. I need to, you know, stand on this.
1: Yeah. You know, I think for me, when it comes to story, I've always just gravitated towards them to a point where I haven't paid it a lot of attention. And
0: mm-hmm. I think that
1: that can happen a lot of times with our gifts. They come so easy to us and we think everybody sees the world through the lens that we see it. Um, cause some of my friends tease me with you, it's always a story. I don't care what happens. You going to tell a story about it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it took some good coaching for me to realize, you know what, there's a gift in that that could be, uh, um, Uh, share with other people that could move companies forward and individuals forward. Um, For me, it just, I see everything as a story. And so it's it's allowed me to develop systems to help people see their life and their situations, companies um, and their marketing situations through story.
0: Okay. So um, what do you see? uh, And I'm just going to stick with social media because that's where everybody's at now in the digital streets on social media so what do you see on social media when people are trying to tell a story or um, do something you know to to put get a point across what are the biggest mistakes that you see that people are doing
1: yeah to me the biggest mistake and I think the the pressure of social media is you think you're supposed to show up looking like everybody else And you may even think you're supposed to tell your story like everybody else. And I see a lot of that um, kind of trying to fit into a box. And I think the the true magic of story is being able to step out and be your authentic self. And so I I feel like that's one of the biggest um, kind of pitfalls we fall into um, is not being true to our for real, for real self (laughs) and. You know, <laughs> only being willing to go, but so deep. But what if you went that next layer mm-hmm. that maybe you think nobody should hear about or know about? And it might not be everything. I'm not saying all your business, but a lot of times when we go that next layer that maybe we're a little iffy about, that's the layer that connects with other people. It's that vulnerability that connects one heart to another heart. Do you I an mean- example? Even- oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, so on my LinkedIn, it's funny because I always joke with myself, when I go on LinkedIn, I feel like I'm in a boardroom, and it just feels like everybody is assessing you, and it feels very formal, Mm. and I was like, you know what, I don't like that, I don't like that, and I don't want to show up like that, and so, I ended up recording this video and talking about how we morph into another person. Sometimes when we get into certain rooms and when I get in my LinkedIn room, I turn into uh, a a woman from the UK. I'm so formal and I'm using (laughs) semicolons and stuff. I don't use no other time, but when I get on here and I was just going to say, you know what, I'm done with that. This is me. Take, you know, take me or leave me. I got to show up as me, you know? And so sometimes just those little um, glimmers of who you re- really are, those glimmers of your story, the glimmers of who you really are um, can be a connection point. It can be something that people will remember you for. That's the, the truth and the power of your real story. Do you think
0: people
1: can get too vulnerable? Yeah, but I, I think that more often than not, it's the, it's the other way, but for sure. I mean, there's that level of appropriateness. And to me, I think the other thing about story is you always have to know your point because the point is not to be vulnerable or to do um, just to be vulnerable or to like do therapy on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the, what is the point? The point is to have a connection point with somebody else. So it's the matter of sharing just enough to derive that connection with another person. So I don't need to share everything, but it might be a few things that I cherry pick that I feel like would connect. Okay. So that's a sweet spot, you know.
0: So uh how do you go about crafting your perfect story?
1: Yeah, so when you think about story, this is how I think about it, it's gotta have four characteristics. So every good story has a character. I will stand on this all the days of my life, that if your story does not have a person in it, it's not a story, (laughs) right? So think about who is your main character of your story. It might be you, it's probably you, but think about having a person in your story. Um, The second thing, every good story has a challenge. It has drama. It has tension. It has some sort of contrast. I think about when you go to the movies and there's the music in the background and then it shifts And it's like fast now, you know, something's about to happen. Like it's time for the drama, right? And if you didn't have that, it would be boring. It wouldn't be worth seeing. It wouldn't be worth watching. And so that's what we have to remember when we tell stories. So it doesn't always have to be super dramatic, like a high speed chase, like the police chase you through the city. (laughs) You know, it could be just the tension you had within yourself. Maybe you were at work and you were doubting yourself, right? They put you on to do this project and you're like, I don't really know if I can do it. Like that's tension, that's challenge. So it's a matter of playing that up and making sure that's front and center in the story. Um, the other thing is imagery. So if I talk about, you know, your plum shirt, right? Or, you know, if I had my hair pulled up in a, in a bun on top of my head, things that you can literally see concrete imagery that can transport people to the picture that you have in your head, put it in their head, Mm -hmm. is critical for a story. Other than that, it feels generic and they might not be able to follow along. So it's always powerful to include a few details in there. And the last thing, gotta remember, stories are about feelings. They're about transferring feelings. So Mm -hmm. you always gotta think about how do I want people to feel as I'm telling it or after it, right? Or how did I feel? Maybe I'm recounting something that I experienced. How did I feel when I was experiencing that? You know what i mean so what do i need to share to get you to feel the same thing i was feeling when that happened to me and you know between those four aspects thinking about how to bring those together you have a really good story
0: okay now you mentioned the the four things that they really need to include when they're crafting their message as they're crafting this message um where would you say uh is a point where you re- should stop and kind of refocus If you think, you know, you're going too far into it or you're doing, you're doing too much. Let's just say that you're just doing too much. You think you're giving it, you're trying to connect, but you're doing too much. So where would that stopping point be, or maybe even just say, you know what, let's back away right now and come back later. Yeah. You know, I like to think of the
1: point as that anchor. So I think about a target. And every word that you're saying is like that bow and arrow and everything you're saying is supposed to hit that point mm-hmm. right in the middle of that bullseye. So you could even start by saying, so let's take this example. You've been at work and you've been put on this big project and you're doubting yourself. You could even start with some iteration of that point. You know, I learned several years ago, never to doubt myself. I was da-da-da-da-da and I was put on this team and blah-blah-blah-blah. And you give them enough to lead right back to what? The point. And when I finished that presentation and I just heard all those applause, it was just confirmation for what I knew all along. And I was scared to own that. I am much more powerful than I realized. And I knew from then on, I never to doubt myself or, you know, I'm just making it up. Right. But thinking about what is that bottom line thing that I want people to think, know, feel or do. And you can start there and you can end there and know. If what I'm saying is not clearly in alignment with what I want them to think, know, feel or do, I need to come on back. I need to stop, you know? Yeah. So letting that anchor you. The other thing that you can do is read the room, right? So if I, you can see when people are starting to glaze over, don't ignore that. That's a, that's the signal for you to bring it back. Shorten <laughs> yeah. it, you know what I mean? Um, so look at the, the response that you're getting too to let you know how to, you know,
0: maybe pivot in the moment I like that that you know you're saying pay attention to your room you know we want to pay attention to the room where we're getting the applause or people are laughing or you know uh, if they're talking not you know ignoring you but the other thing too is you know they're glazing over they're kind of like okay yeah how much longer you know they're gonna be you know so it's really paying attention to those to knowing, okay when you need to shift back and um when I think about storytelling and being on the stage, I kind of go to comedians as well because they are somewhat telling a story and if their audience is there with them laughing and you know chiming in, they're you know doing what they need to do, but they know when they get You know, people getting bored or they're not getting the punchline and it's only a handful of people laughing or if it's a fake laugh like ha ha okay yeah we got you. So it's kind of the same thing that I would relate to you know of kind of when you're doing a story, would you agree with that or would you kind of say not really.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think about the idea of a comedian practicing their material or their stories, maybe they'll go to a smaller club, you know, and just see how it hits and see what happens. You can take that same mentality and say, okay if I wanna be really good at these stories, let me practice them in a very unintimidating environment. Maybe it's some friends or family members or a very low risk meeting at work or whatever it might be and try it out and see what happens and begin to observe those points when it seems like people were not following you or they were, you know what I mean? Um, the other thing that I think is very much like, you know, being a comedian or being on stage is the timing because there's this idea of comedic timing. There's also this idea of the timing with telling the story in terms of maybe pausing for effect, you know, to really play up that tension or that drama or pause it to let people, you know, maybe think on something that was really profound that you said. So yeah, I see a ton of parallels between being a good storyteller and kind of that comedic space for sure.
0: Okay. Um, can you share some examples on how a person can use storytelling for business?
1: Yes. Listen, more often than not, there's a place for story. So I'll, I'll say this from, from the outset. A lot of times when we think about, quote unquote, business, we put on our power suit and we are formal and we are ready.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so when you step into that formal space and you kind of disarm people with this story, they weren't expecting because they were expecting you to say 60 percent of our sales came from the west side of the country. And um, we need you know what I mean? They're expecting your spiel. When you're able to marry that with a, a story, it, it always caused you to stand out in so many contexts. But specifically, mm-hmm. you know, I would say in the corporate space and interview. And we all kind of know this, but think of this anew. Really utilizing your best stories and your best examples from your career on an interview. And the other part, making sure that you're tailing, tailoring those stories to what that employer is looking for, right? And really tailoring it toward maybe the language that they have used. You're always want to tailor your story, not to you and where you are and all this stuff, but put, insert yourself in the context of the audience and the listener. Another really good place to use story is if you're ever interfacing with senior leadership, any kind of leadership within your organization, maybe you better always be ready with an example a clear cut story that illustrates the value that you bring to the organization. So, you know, it's one thing to say, I worked on ABC project. It's another thing to be able to talk very specifically about what you did and the impact that you had and really paint a picture in that moment to really illustrate your impact. Um, You know, for those of us that function in like the entrepreneur space, make sure that your story is coming to life on your website, um, on your LinkedIn and when you're networking right? Because I don't know about y'all, but I can, I can struggle sometimes in the moment with the whole, what do you do? Or as right? <laughs> <laughs> it could be very intimidating, you know? And so a lot of times we can use story just to open up those lines of communication as we're meeting new people. Um, if you're practiced and you can be concise, now that's the key. And I ain't by asking for your life story, right? right but right, right. Uh, a little tidbit, it can be a very powerful way to introduce yourself because again, Who's doing that? Nobody's really doing that. So they're, they're really good ways to help you stand out.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that as networking because, you know, we see him like, I know what I do. You know, I can spill this out. I'm in the mirror. You're spitting it out. It's it's not a problem. You're just going, you're not stuttering. You're not tripping over words, but the minute you get in front of somebody and they take, it's like all of a sudden, some just go, you're like, and, and, and it happens And it's like that practice of knowing that sometimes you might get tripped up. It's not that you don't know what you do, but it's that that thing that just happens, you know, but um, I think, you know, over time for me, getting comfortable in those conversations that even when I do get tripped up and I'm sitting here saying to myself, How did you forget what you do? And I'm seeing him thinking, like, what is it I do? But you, it's like I find, I look around and find something, I talk about something, and then I come back, and then I just kind of somehow roll back into it. And it's like, how in the world can I forget what I do? You know. So um, I'm glad that you said that. You know, with networking for, you know, the people that are listening that are entrepreneurs and doing these networking events that
1: it happens yeah. um, it so. surely does the other cool thing about story is you know the research tells us that facts are 20 times more likely to be remembered if they're part of a story and it helps us to remember so even on our end by like helping myself remember now what what do i do <laughs> yeah. it's a little easier to remember for ourselves if i kind of know okay well this is a, the story that i kind of get into to share with people what i do
0: okay or what would you like, because what you're saying is stories and it's taking me to TikTok. Um, and a lot of people are afraid of TikTok because it's, you know, your pranks and dancing and all this other stuff that's going on. But there are a lot of business owners that use TikTok for their businesses. So utilizing a platform like that uh, to tell stories Would you say that, you know, someone want to take something that's viral on TikTok and somehow implement it into their story to kind of catch a person's attention? How would you suggest someone do that?
1: Yeah, I think the key to that, if you're a business owner trying to integrate those two worlds, is to really land on what is the key thing that you want folks to learn about you or what is that key information that you want to put out there to establish yourself as a thought leader um, and making sure that you're still keeping that front and center as you're using using that trend right so follow maybe starting with that trend but following up with something of true substance that really make make sure that you're in line with not just the trend but who is your true target consumer like Use the trend as a vehicle to get where you are already trying to go. Don't get so lost in the trend that nah, I don't know where I'm at or what I'm doing, but use it to serve your benefit.
0: Right, right. What would you um, suggest to someone, um, you know, that's that's in this point, you know, they're looking at this, they see you giving all of these valuable tips, and they're still struggling. Um, for someone that, you know, uh, may be afraid of writing, might, you know, just be unsure of, you know, how to really, really dig deep into that story. What would be that that nugget, that thing that they, you know, that you would say um, would send them to, to kind of get started or try to start cracking open the door?
1: Hmm. I think the first thing that I would think about is making a list, right? Mm -hmm. Like have a repository of what your stories are and they don't have to be deep. Like you don't have to start with your deep, dark stuff. You don't have to. It could just be things that have happened to you that you know everybody can relate to, right? Maybe it was your first time riding a bike. Maybe it was your first day of college maybe it was your you know you fill in the blank and you will begin to realize a lot of times we don't we don't know the depth of knowledge and the depths of of stories we have already at our disposal and then take that list and begin to match it up with okay what could I teach somebody with this story the first day I was at I went to Kent State the first day that I went to Kent State and I was feeling nervous about how I was going to manage what I'm doing at XYZ. What lesson could I teach somebody out of that? Right? So then go to the next one. Okay, what again, the point. The point is always the the thing about stories that what are the different points? What are the teaching different teaching elements that I could utilize out of these stories? Now, once you have these two things, you can begin to build out a story. I have a point. I know what I want to teach you. I know what I want you to think or or know. And I have some sort of imagery that I want to paint. And from there, you can begin to build it out. Now, you can tell the same story multiple ways. You could tell it, you know, short form, or maybe you have more time. You could build it out more, right? So then from there, it depends on, okay, who am I talking to, you know, um, What's the forum, right? And then you can use some of those other details to to begin to build those stories out. So I would say start at your level of comfort, right? It could be something super simple. Start there. Um, You know, again, start in some of these informal settings. You know, maybe you don't want to start storytelling with the CEO, okay? Maybe you want to start over here and see how it goes. But but as we start, we build the confidence through action. We Mm -hmm. don't build confidence through ruminating. We build it through getting in action. So I would say, find like a low level, low risk way to bring one of these stories to life and see how it goes.
0: Wow. Um, uh, The example of, you know, testing out. um, What I want to throw in too is like, when you're testing it out, don't be afraid to test it out with somebody that don't know you. Mm -hmm. Because we have to remember that family, friends can be biased and um, you, they're going to give it because so they want to support you. They want to say, OK, hey, you know, Bravo, you doing good. But, you know, mix up your group, you know, let it be some family and friends. But bring in some people, maybe bring some of their friends that don't know you. Uh, and so they you really get, you know, uh, um, a real impact of what you're doing and if it's really resonating with them or not. Um, and, and just be open because it could be some harsh um, critique coming back, but that's a pl- I would look at it as a plus to get that harsh critique. So it's just really uh, making sure that when you putting your audience together, that you're not putting together a biased group uh, because you're not going to get the full effect of what you're really doing. Uh, what well, well, the outcome that you really want. So just be careful when you're doing that and, uh, you know, with your bias group. Um, so Kelly, what uh, else would you want to leave, you know, with our audience on storytelling um, and just, you know, getting their brand and, and their, their point out that to really connect with their audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, a couple other things come to mind. First, you know, we do want to give concrete details when we tell a story because they just help people follow along and really visualize. But you don't want to fall into the pitfall of including too many details, right? To where people get lost and then they start thinking about, okay, well, whatever was she talking about? What am I going to have for dinner? You know, because it's just too much. It's too much happening, right? Um, So that's definitely something that we want to think about. But at the same time, remember to just keep it simple. I feel like that's just another tenet of storytelling. The more simple that you can keep it, it tends to be all the more powerful. So if there's certain Mm -hmm. things that you can leave out, a lot of times it's wise to leave them out. So what you leave in becomes that much more uh, potent and powerful. Uh, And the last thing I share is that no matter what kind of story you're telling, make sure that you are focus first and foremost on the audience right so uh, the four-part framework that we teach really helps people to hone in on that first so first we talk about the problem Mm -hmm. what problem is your audience facing that you could share something that might be able to help them or move them forward and then from there look at pursuit you know what is it that your audience wants what is it what is that one thing that you're uniquely positioned to speak to that they really desire and want for their future and so once we have these two pieces and we know them now we're ready to paint the picture not before but after after i understand your problem and pursuit then i can paint a picture for you that is relevant to actually where you are. And and I'm I'm more likely to get your attention because now I'm speaking your language, right? So we paint that picture through the imagery, through a relatable character, right? Through an emotion that we're transferring through that challenge, that tension. And then finally, now we've set the stage for what I call the proposal, right? So we're going in for the ask, right? So maybe, I wanna be able to position my product or service, you know, as something that you should use, or I wanna be able to let you know that I'm the prime candidate for this uh, promotion that's coming up, or whatever that thing is, that question, that, um, that proposal that you wanna make, once we follow those four Ps in order, we, we put ourselves in a position to, to be successful.
0: Thank you so much. Let everyone know how they can reach you, how they contact you, your website, all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Kelly D Parker, and you can also find me on my website, kellydparker.com.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming on and talking about storytelling and just letting people know how to you know shake it off and just get started.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me,
0: Melissa. Absolutely. Thanks. Follow us on our Instagram at SavvyMagBiz and on our YouTube channel, Savvy the Business Podcast. Thank you for joining us on Savvy the Business Podcast. If you want to be a guest, send an email to media at SavvyMag.Biz. That's media at S-A-V-V-Y-M-A-G dot B-I-Z. Don't miss out on the opportunity to be heard by millions.